Hello, I'm Rick Cotton. Welcome to your Maryland. Legend has it that one day in 1868, Maryland Governor Odin Bowie got so carried away at New York's Saratoga racetrack that he proposed a new stakes race to be held in Maryland. New York merchant Milton H. Sanford, who had made his money selling blankets to the Union Army, put up $15,000 for the prize in the new dinner party stakes. Bowie guaranteed the prize and the race. The trouble was he didn't have a track. Baltimore horsemen raced at the Huntington Avenue fairgrounds or up and down Charles Street Avenue. There was one other place, owned by an eccentric Englishman who had grown up near old Ben Pimlico's tavern in London. Transplanted in northwest Baltimore, he had plowed a circle on his estate and called it a track. In December 1869, the place fell into the hands of the Maryland Jockey Club. The next fall, Pimlico, as they called it, became Maryland's answer to big-time racing. On October 26, 1870, Bowie's dinner party stakes finally came off. To the surprise of many and the disgust of those backing the favorite, the winner was a colt named Preakness, whom aficionados described as a cart horse. In fact, he was a thoroughbred, sired by the famed Lexington, and owned by none other than Milton Sanford of the Civil War Blankets. Preakness ran the two miles in three minutes, 47 and a half seconds. A street was named for his jockey, William Hayward, and a new race was named after the horse, the Preakness Stakes. The 1870s became the first golden age of Maryland racing. With its ornate Victorian clubhouse and handsome spires, Pimlico was every bit the equal of tracks in New York, Louisiana, and Kentucky. In 1876, tobacco magnate Pierre Lorillard, inventor of the tuxedo and owner of a stud farm in New Jersey, won the Preakness with his colt Shirley. Lorillard would figure prominently in what came to be known as the Great Sweepstakes at Baltimore. On October 24, 1877, three horses came to Pimlico for a race intended to match the best in the country. From Kentucky came Ten Brook, winner of eight out of eight starts in the West. Representing the East was 1875 Preakness winner Big Tom Oakletree. And from New Jersey came Pierre Lorillard and a colt with the unlikely name of Parole, of whom it was said no great deeds were expected. Hotels quickly filled up as race fans flocked to the city. Congress adjourned and took the train for Baltimore. The Kentuckians drove the odds, betting heavily on Tenbrook. Lorillard took every bet. No one was betting on parole. On race day, at 20 minutes past three, before a crowd of 20,000, the horses approached the starting line. Tenbrook broke first with Big Tom on his flank and parole a length behind. At the three-quarter pole, Tenbrek led by half a length, and at the one-mile mark, Parole was four lengths behind. Big Tom's jockey gave him his head. The two favorites went neck and neck, but the trailing Parole began to gain ground. The second time the horses passed the three-quarter pole, Parole flew by Big Tom and caught up with Tenbrek. As they rounded the last turn, Parole moved in front, and a hush fell over the crowd. They galloped into the final stretch looking, one reporter said, like a string of three with the wrong end coming on. Parole finished three lengths ahead of Tenbrook and six ahead of Tom Oakletree. The crowd mobbed Parole's jockey and nearly tore off his colors. Hundreds of Kentuckians went bankrupt, and Lorillard made another fortune. The Maryland Jockey Club profited handsomely and used the money to build a spur line from the Western Maryland Railroad to the race grounds. Soon it was possible to take the train from City Hall to Pimlico for a round-trip fare of 50 cents, an amount within the working man's reach. Maryland racing was off and running.